Hey everyone, this is a bonus episode. It's gonna be amazing. We got this guy right here, Dan Wheeler, aka Mister Changing the Fence Game, River City Fence, Fulton, Illinois. Oh boy, you hyped up, huh? You know what it is, Dan. I do big things, dude. I do big things. I'm changing the game uh, and putting the fence industry back on the map, bro. Well, let's get this party started. <laughs> My bad. Oops. Welcome to My Fence Life's bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day. Dan and Cannon share their phone conversations with each other and conversations with industry leaders and fencers to find out about their day. There's no telling what you'll hear them talking about. And if you'd like to be a guest, a sponsor, or do a recorded call, go to MyFenceLife.com and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. What is something that you would, you know, what would be the one thing that you would tell your dad and be like, hey, uh, you know, and I love you, dad. I love what you've done for me. You know, a heartfelt, what would be the one thing that you could talk to your dad and tell to your dad right now about your relationship in the business and him allowing you to come in to do what you've done? What, what would that one thing be? You, you know, Dan, Dan we're, my dad's built a legacy. He's, it, it's done. It's done. That, that stone has been, you know, placed. I can't go down a block and not see at least one River City Fence sign. If not, two, three, four, eight of them. Everywhere we go, they know Dan and Bonnie. The fence, they own River City Fence. Everybody knows them. Everybody. Everybody loves them. We don't, we, you know, very rarely, in the, maybe in the last couple of years, you get, you know, bad reviews, but everybody loves them. And the product is phenomenal. I had a, Dan, I had a guy, I did 200 foot of vinyl for him. He's 70 some years old. He walks with a cane and I, I dug and set it with uh, my dad and, and my, my two main guys, Francisco and Lupe. And this guy, Dan, I'm telling you, was just, he smiled so hard. He, he couldn't keep it together. He was so happy. The fence was so perfect, exactly what he dreamed. But like, this guy was just ecstatic. And I get that a lot. We, we get that a lot. Um, so we have just built this legacy in our community um, that just can't, can't be touched. The stuff that he has taught me that I am spreading through, let's say social media. He has no idea what he's touching. No idea. You know? (sighs) Wow. Look, Dan, I think your silence and, and that said everything that needed to be said, man. Good job, Dan senior. Good job. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Dan. Hello, River City Fencing. Hey, um, I'm looking for Dan. Is he around? Uh, are you looking for the big-time broadcaster, Dan, or the dad, Dan? I'm looking for the real Dan, so I guess I got him. Is this Dan Sr.? Dan Sr. How you doing, man? This is Dan Blanc with the Fence King. I also have a podcast called My Fence Life with my co-host, Cannon Johnson. Have you heard about us? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So, as you know, your son Dan's got a podcast, and um, we've been trying to top each other. And I was like, "How can I top Dan to where it's mm-hmm. going to be so hard for him to top me?" 
And uh, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm calling his dad. (laughs) (laughs) So when he hears this, man, he's going to be like, oh, my God, my dad's on a podcast. (laughs) But look, man, the real reason why I called you is uh, besides all that fun and games. um, You know, I've been in the business 23 years. And my son, Dylan, who is 28, came in about a year and a half ago. And I was nervous, man. I was like, I don't know, working with my son, this and that. And, of course, we butt heads, but we got a relationship to where we'll butt heads. And 10 minutes later, it's over with. We're on to the next thing, you know. Um, But I was nervous about it. And, you know, he brought a lot to the table. And he changed a lot in my business. And being that you've been in business, how long you been doing this? 36 years. Yeah, you're 36 years in. I'm 22 or 23. I keep forgetting. Anyway, um, it it was hard for me, man, to have him come in and start telling me the way I was doing things wasn't really the way they should have been done and they could have been done differently. Has has Dan done that to you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He's He's got very good ideas in. I will say that much. Oh, really? Yeah, he puts uh, his heart to it. I was kind of hoping you were saying he'd have bad ideas, but we'll take good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So no what, he does. He's very good ideas. What has he brought to the table, man? Because I know Dylan brought some things to the table, and I was like, that's not going to work. Or I'll be like, you know what? You can go ahead, try that. But I'm telling you, it's not going to work. And uh, And I'm going to let you know it didn't work. And sure enough, the little bastard, it works. And I'm like, you can't, I can't believe this. <laughs> you know, what is, what is he, what is he brought to the table for you, man? How has he helped your business? And oh, uh, computers, I mean, different, different, uh, systems on the computers, you know, like keeping track of jobs. Uh, I mean, uh, keeping track of, you know, like guys and hours and just, abundance of all kinds of things, you know. I mean, I'm old style. I mean, but I mean, he's he's just he's done a lot of things, you know. He's he woke me up. But when you go from old style to new style, that's a big change in life. Yeah, especially, it can be you know, hard to swallow. Company, like, yeah, especially in your company that you you know that you built for 36 years, you know, and then someone comes in and changes things. I mean, he didn't change things. The whole company, but he he made a lot of changes that that were uh, very profitable. You know, very you know, you know, things that make it work. I mean, you know, that that's just you know the way he did it. Well, it sounds yeah. like he started doing some data tra- tracking data and tracking yeah. mm-hmm. your guys and time and overhead. Yeah. And I know I've had some conversations with him and. And um, yeah. he's got y'all using Job Nimbus to keep track of your jobs a little bit, right? He's trying to work yep. on that. Yep, yep, that's what it's called. I don't keep track of that Nimbus, but yeah, he keeps track of every job, every phone call, appointment, you know, all that, and it's it, it's paid off. I mean, it's 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 working. But to get me out of the old school to get into that, that's that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow, man. I know what you mean. I mean, I was already into the software and so forth, and then Dylan came in, took it to another level, and I was just like, wow, okay, all right, I guess we can do that. How are we going to do that? You can't do that. 
And he's like, yeah, all you do is this, this, and this, and put this in, and it'll give you the average of this. And I'm sitting there like, oh, okay, yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, how does he know all this crap? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You know, yep. so he he really did uh, bring a whole new new blood, new new life into my business, man. And uh, really, it went from my business to now it's it's our business to where now we're incorporating uh, we're incorporating uh, you know our team and and it's 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 our business now. You know, it's it's our company. It's no more mine because for years it was just me, 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 mine, mine, mine. You know. Um, yep. So he's. He, what, go ahead. What do you do in fencing? Do you do all types? Uh, no, we don't. I used to back when I was, you know, scraping and scrounging, trying to make a living, you know. But now, um, we. What I did was, is I read a book called The Pumpkin Plan by uh, Mike Michalkowitz. And in The Pumpkin Plan, it says, take what you're most proficient at and do it and get rid of everything else. Well, in my region, there's wood and aluminum. Very rarely do you see chain link unless it's commercial. And I did my commercial years, and I, I got out of the commercial bit, and I'm back full-time into residential. Um, and, you know, you barely see vinyl. Uh, farm and ranch stuff, we're... we're we have a real rural area around us, so there's guys that are in that area. They got tractors and four wheelers and and all and all the equipment that uh, that um, they need to do that type of fencing. And I just don't have that. And plus, uh-huh. the money they were charging for it, it just wasn't even worth it to me. You know, it wasn't like all right, this job I'm going to go ahead and do it and and. Uh, take the profit from this job and buy a piece of equipment. It just wasn't even enough profit in it, so I just left it alone. Um, so all we do is wood privacy, picket, and aluminum. And the guys are proficient at it. We get in, we get out. We've got it down to a science. Um, so that's all we do. We and Well, we do gate operators, but we sub all that out. We got a guy that does all gate operators for us, but we do sell now, from what Dan says, y'all do a lot of vinyl, huh? A lot of vinyl. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, it but seems like have, every time I talk to him, he's doing vinyl. Yep. Yep. We do a lot of vinyl. Yep. But we have it, we have it so down pat that we, we're, we're, we don't piss around, let's put it that way. When we go to a job, we're efficient. Every, everything clicks. You have to. If you don't, it'll bite you in the ass. Now, is that something that you've always done? Or is that something Dan brought to the table about efficiency? Nope, I've always, nope, I've always done that. And he's spruced it up a little more. Yep, I've always done that. Really? Really? Yeah, because mm-hmm. yep, we don't mix concrete very seldom. We order ready mix. So when that ready mix truck comes, we're 110% ready. Yeah, you got to be ready when those guys show up because they'll charge you for sitting, I, won't they? Yep, yep. And we just don't. We just dumped three and a half yards on one job today. I mean, but we were hundred percent, hundred ten percent ready, uh-huh. and everything, everything went to everything went perfect. Mm-hmm. So, but, <clears throat> with you being an older guy with an older fence company, just like I am, when I say older, I mean older than our kids, obviously. Um, yep. Were you nervous when Dan was like, "Hey, Dad, I'm going to come work for you," or was he already 
kind of working on weekends, helping you out or on holidays or, or what was the deal? He worked for me on, on off and on, you know, and then he slowly, and then he got in and he slowly come in, come into, you know, to the business, you know, and then he just, he quit his job. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to come and, and, and work for dad and work for fence company, you know, work, work for the company. And that's exactly what he did. He quit his job and came full time and he's been here every since and he's happy about it. Nice. So how nervous yeah. were you about bringing, bringing him in? Were you nervous at all or did he, did yeah, he express? Not really. Nope, not really. Uh-uh. No, because at first he was just basically, basically a labor. You know, that's all he was when he came in. He was a labor. I treated him just like I tra- treated one of my guys. Never favored him or nothing. Uh-huh. You know, so he was a labor and, and then slowly, he, you know, it just slowly went up the hill and he just started doing things differently. Told mom and dad, this is what we have to do. This is what you got to do. You got to start charging this. You got to start doing this. You got to start doing that. And, and he woke us up and he did. So, so yeah. by bringing him in, did it help you, um, see in areas where you were laxing and areas where you were maybe giving customers things that you shouldn't have been and you could have been charging and now you're charging for those things? That is a hundred percent correct. So he helped, yes. he helped with your profit margin. Yes, and, exactly. He did. And your yep. overall sales. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. Cause you gotta remember, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I mean, if a person says, I just got this fence back together, I go put it back together and charge a real small labor rate. I wasn't there that long. But like he said, you can't do that. You got to figure that truck in there. You got to figure that gas in there. You got to figure that guy sitting beside you helping you. So what you did that job for, you went backwards instead of forwards. And that's where he showed us things like that. Well, not only that, how you could have been somewhere else making a whole lot more money. And, and that's what he said. You could have been someplace else making a lot more money than that, 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 that place, putting that piece of chain link back together. <clears throat> but, and he says, there's no money in it. You shouldn't be doing it. No, you can't do that because you've got to still take care of your your people that can't find somebody to put their chain link fence back together or hang their gate because it fell off or the hinges are cocked or whatever. You still have to take care of those people because those people are going to say, talk to someone else, your friends, and say, I can't find someone to come by and fix my gate. Call River City Fence. They come by and fix mine. That's how that thing's, you still got to keep a relationship with people, even though you don't make a, a good profit, but you make some money, you still got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's... still have to do it. I don't care what anybody says. No, no, you're, no. you're right. You still have to do it. and You got to figure out how yeah. you can do it and still be profitable. So um, yeah. what we'll do yep. is, is we'll set up repairs all on the same day. So we're like, yep. all right, if we get these three repairs done today, we covered the truck, the labor. We didn't make a whole lot of money, but we kept those customers happy. Yep, exactly what exactly what I do. I'll put them all on one day, and I might put three, four, five, or six, depending on how big they are, and just take that day and wipe them out. Or, you know, another yeah. thing we'll do is is we have a, a hardware store here in town, um, Ace Hardware, and they have a handyman that works out of there. So we'll send a lot of those little repairs their way. And what we found is, is those customers still call us back because they're like, hey, you know what? If Fence King can't do it, they know somebody that can. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we found that that's been working really, really well for us, you know? Yep. So, uh, yeah. so 
Dan can't, comes on board. He brings in fresh ideas. He brings in computers, right? Yep. And how, how is he doing with your digital footprint? What I mean by digital footprint, I mean your Google listing, your, your, um, your um, website, um, your social media presence. How's he doing with that? Because I know when I called you earlier today to see what time we were going to do this phone call, you didn't even have a voicemail set up on your cell phone. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I do. It was coming through. It was like a – it wasn't like, hey, thanks for calling down River City Fence. Um, I'm, I'm on a job right now. I'll give you a call back. It was just kind of a, a, a regular, a regular right. uh, uh, voicemail, you know? Yeah, um, and that's what it is. That's what it is. Yep, I don't have – no, I don't have the big – uh, speech thing on it. I just got my uh, whatever it said. I don't remember what it, what I got on there anymore. And that's all I have, and I and I get by with it very comfortably. And it works great for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, Dan and I were talking, and uh, well, no, I'm sorry, not Dan and I. Me and uh, Bonnie were talking, and because mm-hmm. um, when I called her to try to get your number, because I couldn't exactly call Dan uh, Dan Junior because I didn't want him to know that we were going to talk um, yep. her and I, her and I were talking about things and, and I had mentioned to her, I said, you know, Dylan brought this to my attention. He's like, look, dad, you know, you're trying to build a legacy here. And if that, if that's what you're trying to build, then we need to cater to who's going to be my customers when you're gone, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, I was like, well, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And he goes, and who, who are those customers? That's Gen Z or, or the millennials or however you want to label them. That's my customer base. And those are starting to become your customer base. And with that being said, we need to get on track because that generation grew up with a cell phone in their hand. You know, the, uh, the Gen Z the uh, millennial, however you want to call it, you know, by the age of 13, they all had a phone. Yeah. You know, my, my, my 19, or is she 20? I got a 20 and a, and a, and a 18. <clears throat> they had phones at 10. Uh-huh. And he's like, so we need to make sure that we can be found on that object in their hand, that phone. Oh, our website's got to be mobile friendly, which I was already on that track. But he came in and was like, look, we should probably have a payment portal. We should have this. We should do this. People don't want to write a check, you know. They want to get on their phone just like they yep. do Venmo and pay us the same exact way, but through our payment processor or our payment portal. And uh, I tell you what, man, he really opened my eyes to to that. And I was already kind of ahead of the curve on that but he pushed me to where now i'm so far ahead of the curve i look back and i see people collecting checks still and i'm like what are you what are you doing <laughs> why are you collecting a check you know um yep. so uh he he really really brought a, a lot of life into my business and and propelled it in a way i never would have you know I, i'd still be stuck there and here it is a year and a half later i'm so far ahead of where i never dreamed i would have been you know yeah, I never, yeah. I never exactly. dreamed I would have ran my business off of a computer. I was like, well, how are you going to do this on a computer? You know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, my wife does basically all her bill paying on her phone. Personal, our personal bills is on her phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but she told company, me. She told me you uh you still rock a flip phone, huh? I still rock a flip phone. <laughs> That's yep. awesome, man. <laughs> yep. Like I said, I'm 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 old fashioned. I'm old fashioned. My mom was yep. in her late seventies and still had a uh, a flip phone. So my sister and I got her an iPhone, and she didn't know how to act. She's like, "Oh my God, I get alerts when the weather's going to be bad." And <laughs> yep, yeah. If Daniel's ever on the job site, if I need something, need a phone call or something, and nope, he gets on that big goddamn fancy phone, and within seconds, I've got the number. <laughs> yep. But so my flip phone doesn't do that. <laughs> he said, "Man, my dad." he remembers phone numbers like he's an encyclopedia, like he's a phone book. He's like, he remembers phone numbers. It's unreal. He goes, there's no reason for us to remember all that. We got computers that can do all that for us. Those days are over. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, that's just that generation, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's numbers that uh, you would never think of, and I can rattle them off. I, I I don't even know how the hell I do it. Yep. Well, let me ask you this, man. Um, for those older guys that have been in business a while and to the younger guys that their parents, you know, have fence companies, what would you say to them when it comes to – what would you say to the older guys about having their children come work for them? And what would you – yeah, what would you say to them and what would you say to the younger kids – on how they should address coming to work for their parents. Oh, hard to answer. Uh, I know what I would say. I'd say, look, do it. It's 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 going to be the greatest thing you ever did because they're going to bring a whole different set of eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're going to learn things. They're going to learn things and, and know things, you know, in their in their way, you know, versus our way. You know, they're going to go about it a different way to make it better for them and efficient. You know, I mean, I guess how I want to say it. I mean, but they're, they're going to take what you, they're going to take what you've already done and they're going to polish it and make it better. Yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But but in reality. They still have a lot to learn. Yeah, they do. And I tell you, it, you know, to, uh, to answer that question myself to the to the older guys is I got to stand back and sometimes let Dylan make a mistake so then I can say, remember when you did this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You know, there's some things that they, they have to learn, but you got to yep. stand back. You got to kind of keep your temper down. And you got to be open-minded. You can't be closed-minded. This is the way it is. This is the way we've always done it. Because, you know, that doesn't work. Times have changed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what what type of uh, advice would you give the young guys that are sitting back going, should I go work for my dad? Or, you know what, I don't want to work for the family business at all. I don't want to be involved. You know, what would you say... What would you say to the guys that are like, you know what, I've thought about it, but I don't know how to approach my dad. How, how did, how, what kind of advice would you give them to approach their, their family to go to work for them? Uh, 
how they would approach it? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I mean. I, well, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I was trying to what, see. You know, what I would say is, is I would say I would have a plan together and say, hey, look, I've sat back and watched what's going on. I want to come work for you and work my way through the ranks. But my goal is, is to boom, boom, boom. I see where, you know, these things can be done better. I see where I can help here and here. Plug me in here and I guarantee you that I will help you and make it better so you can build a legacy and just not a business. Right. That's yeah. how that's how I would approach it. Because I look at Dylan and, and Dylan was like, you know, with him, I had to give him a business plan. Hey, man, this is this is the plan that I have if you come on board. And he showed up with his own plan. He's like, well, this is my plan, and this is what I think needs to be done. And it was almost like a business deal between my son and I when when we hired on. You know, you, yours was a little different. Dan was working for you and out building yep. fence. Dylan was in, the, uh, in sales, in lumber sales, so he knew a lot about lumber and so and, uh, and so forth. So he uh, he um, he brought a lot to the table, and then we took those yeah. two things together and put them together, and we came up with a plan. Like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. This is our goals, and um, we, we put a plan together. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's what Daniel did like last winter. You know, I mean, he probably must know uh, how many weeks he spent on it, and then, and then we laid it on the table and showed his mom and dad. You know, you, you know, you got to. Profit this, profit that. To make this work, that work. You know, in all different scenarios, which is true. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make a profit. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. You gotta make a profit in order to survive. But the same aspect, you know, you've got to be efficient in order to make that profit. I mean, right. you've got to be able, you've got to be able to have the materials in stock and uh, equipment and the guys in order to make everything come to a boil. Because if you don't, you won't make a profit. I can guarantee you that. You won't. You'll you'll spin around in circles. Yeah, nobody wants to do that, man. No, nobody wants to do that. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. And, so. and that's where you know he comes in. He's he's woke me up. Him and him and mother. He's woke us both up on different things and that we've never seen and never would have ever seen if he wouldn't have brought it to our attention. Huh. You know, and I'm very proud of him on that. Yeah, I talk to him a lot, man, and he's a. Uh... He's on his game. He's If he doesn't know, he's going to go out and learn, or he's going to ask yep. around, and he's going to find out. And in today's yep. world with the uh, the yep. information highway that we have, I, you know, I tell my guys all the time, you got the whole world in the palm of your hands. You know, just Google it. Yeah. Daniel's not, Daniel's, not Daniel's not afraid to take something on that he don't understand. He'll take it on and search it all out and figure it out and make it work. And he's not afraid to get his hands dirty, and he's not afraid to do a day's work. That's one thing I'm very proud of him about. There's things I kind of, you know, wonder about how am I going to do it. Being 36 years in business, an odd thing or something, he'll come up with an idea, and then we'll fine-tune it, and it'll work. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think about him and his podcast that he does for the fence industry? Good. I think it's very good. Yep, I think it's very good. Yes. He enjoys it. He enjoys the hell out of it. Yep. And it's going to be good for the fence industry. Yep. It's going to wake up a lot of people's eyes, you know, people listening to it. So, so do you listen to his show? Yeah. Off and on, whenever I get time, I do. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, do you listen to the uh, My Fence Life podcast more than uh, than his show? Uh, I listen to them both. His mother puts it on her phone, and we listen to it. So, and she'll have it on her computer, you know. And and if I happen to get time, I'll sit and listen to it. It's 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 very very cool. It's very interesting and cool. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted you to yeah. say you listen to My Fence Life more, but. It's okay. I'll let, yeah. you, I'll let you slide, Dan. I'll let you slide. Yeah. <laughs> no, but man, I think it's great, and I and I like how you know the banter between the two uh, shows. We it, it's just helping each other out, you know. Um, yep. So before before we take this call and we end it, I, I got to know something. What is what is the, the 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 biggest mess up that Dan's ever done, and you would just like slapping yourself in the forehead going oh my god i can't believe you did this we got to leave on a note to where um i can't i don't even know where i don't even know you don't know where to start no not where to start i don't know if he's ever done one i mean (laughs) you killing me dan (laughs) no he's like he's pretty efficient i mean he's pretty on top of shit i mean yeah he's like his dad i mean that's one thing i hope i taught him that You've got to be on top of things. You can't come in there like a flunky or a Johnny Joe and Jimmy working out of their garage. And you know you've, you've got to be efficient. And I can't, I can't say, I can't find one. No, I can't. Oh, you just took all no. the wind out of my sail, Dan. <laughs> I really was hoping for a story about how you flipped the, the 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 skidster or you know something, ran the truck and trailer <laughs> off the road, but nothing, huh? The guy's perfect. No. Yeah, yeah, he's no, he's no, he don't do shit like that. No. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, I'm no. gonna have to talk to Miss Bonnie. We're gonna have to find out a good story about where he really screwed something up because yeah. we're <laughs> we're over here battling the podcast battles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find a good scoop on him, man. This might might get you a night. And uh, when he talks to you and the other guy. Uh-huh. You know, when he talks to you two guys, you, okay, say you got two of them, okay? You got two Dan's. Right. Okay, when he's talking to you two guys on your your podcast, you know, you do you guys are talking back and forth, looking at each other on a computer. Yeah. Yeah. You put him in a crowd of people, and you got to go over and pinch him to get him to talk. But when you put him with you two guys, He's a totally different person. It's like you turn the light switch on. Really? Really. He's totally, totally, totally different. Totally different. Well, and his mom will tell you the same thing. I guess he just feels either comfortable with Cannon and I, or he feels comfortable no. about talking with about the fence industry, you know? Well, he gets to fence tech, and he gets to talking to different suppliers and different people. He'll open up. But the public... I mean, he's he's doing better at it. I mean, he does do it better, but he just soon dodged the customer if he could do it. So is he you know, a, is he, he a good salesman or no? Oh, he's damn good salesman. He's damn good salesman. He knows his shit. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He could sell. Yep, he could. He can sell very good. He's very good at that. Well, good man. Yep. He, he can rattle weights and uh, materials off and. The gauges of him and all, all that stuff. He he can do all of that. He does very good at it. 
Well, Dan Senior, I just want to say one thing. You're not a very good trash talker, and uh, I was really hoping to get a little more trash talking done. <laughs> but it was good talking to you, man. Um, I, I just I, I like to hear somebody else in my same boat who brought their younger child in, and and um, they realized that it was a good thing, and it changed their business also. Cause yeah, Dylan's really done that for me. Yeah, and Daniel's done it for me, too. Yep. Yep, and I'm very proud of him, and I'm sure you're proud of your boy. Oh, yeah, I am very proud of him. So, How does he feel about huh? leaving lumber sales coming to work for you? How does he, does he like it? Yeah, he likes it. He um he misses the interaction, like, with the face-to-face customers. Yep. He would rather be out selling jobs, meeting customers. But right now, yep. I need him in the office. I need him estimating and getting the numbers right and, and all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, I can get him back out in the field. But I tell you what, when he's got a day when he can go out in the field, I don't see him. He's gone all day. He's like, yeah, I yep. sold this job and I talked to this lady. He's just, he, he's kind of like me. He's just got, it's just natural for him, you know? So yep. he, he misses that. But he brought a lot of... uh he brought a lot of um, knowledge with him from the lumber yard, things about lumber that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, that comes from this strain of wood and this species. And I'm like looking at him like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. you know. So he knows it, and then he knows the vendors. So um, because of that, we found favor with suppliers that I wouldn't have had before. And he got our foot in the door with, you know, mills and stuff like that. He's like, oh, yeah, I know who to call that mill. Boom, boom. Put him on speakerphone, call him up. Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. I'm not, I'm not at, a, you know, XYZ Lumberyard anymore. I'm working for my dad. He's got a fence company. And, you know, I thought maybe we could uh, get an account or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, like, yeah, man, let me shoot you over credit out. Boom, boom. Next thing you know. I got I got an account with a mill, and I was like, I've been trying to get an account with these guys for three years, you know? Yeah. And that easy. Now, you do cedar or treated? Uh, we do both. We've been, um, we do western red cedar, Alta. We don't, we don't deal with any other of the, uh, we don't deal with the Japanese cedar and all that. Um, no, nope, I don't either. Nope. We, we've been using a, we've been buying domestic pressure, uh, domestic pine treated we don't use pressure treated anymore. We're using uh, inline treated. Mm. Uh-huh. So there's a company here in Mississippi, I think it is. I think it's in Mississippi. That or it might be northern Alabama. It's up right in that area somewhere. Um, it's a mill that they literally inline treat their stuff. So they run each board through and treat it. So it's not pressure treated, and the boards are thicker, and they're cut like a razor, man. It's 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 like putting up those Alta Western Reds. You know how they go fit together perfect. These yep. pine boards, they're thicker and they fit together perfect. It's just a, it's just nicer, man. It's just heavier duty quality, you know. It really is. So that's that's what we do, and we can't yep. we can't use cedar posts down here where we're at. They'll just rot off in the ground. So we got yeah. to do everything, you know, treated. 
pressure treated uh, four by fours, six by sixes, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, same thing I do too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and we uh, we wet set and we dry pack. We do both depending mm-hmm. on the project. I know y'all wet set everything, and Dan's a big wet set guy. But uh, yeah. I'm a whatever works for the application guy. If we can dry pack yeah. and get away with it, fine. If we got to wet set it, let's wet set it. Um, I'm either or. I think it has its place uh, all over an in industry. Some things you just got to wet set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And we dry yeah. post, too. Okay. So all of our uh, gate posts, we drive. We actually dig a two-foot hole, eight-inch round, two-foot hole, 24-inch hole, and then um, we drive the post. So the total depth of the post will be 40 inches, and then we have two foot by eight inches round of uh, that we wet set concrete because we'll hang our gates off of a galvanized post. Okay. Two and seven eighths. And that sucker yep. won't move, man. It's it's done. If that gate's sagging, it's because of the hardware, because of the hinges, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what we do on our postmaster jobs. Yep. I really want to... I really want to start doing that on all our jobs, you know, so yeah. just not there yep. yet. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, do a lot of ornamental here and then? Uh, we do, yeah, we do a lot of ornamental aluminum. We use uh, um, DSI diggers. Yep. Yeah. Digger out of Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. We use yep. diggers. Um, we like their textured black because it has that that look and feel of wrought iron fencing and being mm-hmm. being in the New Orleans area, everybody's got wrought iron fence. So when you can bring an yeah. aluminum fence that has that same appearance, they jump all over it, man. Yeah. Now, that, that punch pulse then? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what I like about diggers is their posts are six inches longer than like Barrett and all those people. Um, they have longer posts and it's standard. Mm-hmm. So, for example, <clears throat> we were doing a repair and we had to order some posts in from one of our suppliers, which is, you know, they all have aluminum, but I think it all basically boils down to where it's Barrett, you know. And one of my guys was like, man, these aren't the right posts. They're too short. And I'm like, no, no, that's the right post. And I'm like, no, they're not. You got to understand, we've been using diggers. Their posts are six inches longer than what, than what everybody else is using, you know? Yep. And sure yep. enough, they're like, oh, this is right. I'm like, oh, man. You know? Yeah. They're used to going six inches deeper on our aluminum fences. Yeah. Now, yep. some people you might say, that. you don't need to do that. Well, that's unnecessary. It's aluminum. You don't need to do it. It's only four foot tall. And uh, it's just, you know, we're building a business, not a checking account, Dan. Yep. As long as we yep. build a business, we'll have a checking account. But as soon as we start building a checking account, it won't be a business anymore. Yep. Yep. Now, so. is your climate cold? Is your climate cold winter winter months? No, not really. We don't have any issues with uh, frost. Yeah, you don't? Okay. Frost even stuff. No. No, man. No. If it, it gets down to you know sixty degrees, people around here are wearing coats. Yeah, so, you know, if it dips down into the below freezing, if it's, you know, going to be 36 tomorrow with a chance of rain, they close schools. 
gosh. They wouldn't want to be up here. <laughs> no, I do no. not want to be up there. I'm totally no. fine with where I live at. I love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not yeah. looking into all that snow and ice, man. Yeah. Now, do you go to Fence Techs? Yeah, yeah. I saw Dan down at Fence Tech. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna go to the one. Was it down in New Orleans? Is it or where is it this year? Uh, this year is in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, that's where it's at. Well, yeah, we're going to that one. Yeah, I'm yep. headed. I'm headed to Oklahoma this weekend. As a matter of fact, Saturday, uh, we're gonna let this uh, this phone call drop and. I'm going to be traveling, and Dan is going to freak out when he hears you on the podcast. <laughs> He's going to flip, man. I talked to him today, and I was like, hey, man, we need to do a uh, a phone call. So I'm going to call him, and we're going to record a phone call, and I'm going to tell him that it's dropping this Saturday to go ahead and advertise that Dan Wheeler is going to be on the My Fence Life podcast on Saturday. <laughs> so he's gonna yeah. post it he's gonna advertise it and then he's gonna listen to it and it's gonna be his dad it's not even gonna be the phone call that we did it's gonna be great man. <laughs> i told mr producer and he loves it he's like oh this is gonna be great i'm like you can't tell yeah. dan he's like oh, i won't say a word <laughs> so yeah he really gets into this yeah, he does. Well, look, man, I got to go. It's uh, 5.30 here. I got to get going. I got uh, yep. I got some guys swinging by the office. They're knocking off, and they got to talk to me about some things. So. Okay, that's fine. Hey, look, yep. it was great talking to you, and uh, I can't wait for you to get together with Dan and, and have a good laugh. So how we uh, pull, the, pull the fast one on him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I hope I did good for you. Yeah, you did good, man. It's just a phone call. It's not a big deal. No. Uh-huh. All right, well, yep. look, you tell Miss Bonnie I said hello because I got to talk to her a little bit. Great woman. She's yep. really nice, sweethearted. Yep. And uh, yep. Y'all, y'all have yourself a good week, man. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors, My Salesman, Job Nimbus, and Benji with CleverFox.online for making this podcast possible. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. Thank you.